1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Agents Make Podcast. So, welcome. This should be on Patreon, so welcome back to all of our oil. We need to give our Patreon members, like, a name. Yeah. Uh, Something associated with agents. I don't know. We need to think of that.
2: Bonus agents. Interns. Bonus agents. trainee agents. Trainees.
1: (laughs) or trainees. Welcome back, trainees. New episode. Um, We're just going to dive right into this one. Um... Shang Chi. This is the latest film in the MCU. This is one that I was anticipating all year. Um and I was very happy with this one. This is a lot of fun. Um Yeah, let's just go right into Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah.
2: I agree. I this I guess
1: uh maybe let's go with uh just initial reactions like um right at a theater like what was your initial reaction?
2: You want to go first, Elisa?
0: Uh, I guess I can. Um, sure. Well, first of all, I walked into the theater like totally blind. All I had seen of, of Shang-Chi was just the one trailer. I didn't watch any TV spots because I don't watch regular TV. I'm just on the Netflix all the time. Um, the, Netflix, <laughs> the Netflix. The Netflix, the Hulu. You yeah. know, that that's how it goes. Um, and so I didn't... I didn't know much about the character or the world that it was set in, even when uh, I saw articles and things about it and about some of the background. Like, I'm so ignorant of everything about this, like, corner of the Marvel Universe that I don't even have enough to process what the headlines meant. So, (laughs) so I knew nothing of Shang-Chi going to see this movie. But I did enjoy this as an introduction to this character. So if there's anything that's comic inaccurate or uh, wider Marvel Universe inaccurate that's in this film, I have no knowledge of it. So I just thought that this was a lot of fun. And uh, my husband, whom I've mentioned several times on the podcast before and is a noted curmudgeon who doesn't like anything, went with me to see it. And he said that he thought that it was the best origin story they've done so far. I don't know if I am necessarily like there with this one because I I did like it a whole lot, but I don't I don't know if it's my favorite first movie. I don't know, but it was impressive. There was a it had a whole lot going for it that felt uh, that felt unique for Marvel.
2: Mm. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, and I agree with your husband. I think <laughs> you know, of course, Iron Man one is just so nostalgic. Mm because it literally kicked off everything. So it's hard to say that a movie beats that movie for sentimental value alone, but I think that it did. It did what Spider-Man did which I thought was really good where it was just like he's already Shang-Chi. Like he he's not he hasn't like realized his full potential, but he's already an adult who we you know we didn't watch 45 minutes of a movie or an hour of a movie that was like him as a kid getting beaten and learning martial arts. It was like we got little snippets of that to like show that that was his childhood, but it wasn't like constantly it it wasn't like a whole section of the movie, which I appreciated and I feel like that's what Spider-Man did and that's why I enjoyed Spider-Man because it was like I don't need to see Peter before being Spider-Man. I don't need to see him be bit by the spider. Like, all that stuff, I don't need it. So, going into this movie, I had read a couple graphic novels and comics with Shang-Chi in them, but it was never a Shang-Chi book, like or a Shang-Chi story. It was like, I read a Wolverine where he goes and he meets with Shang-Chi and Shang-Chi trains him I read uh there was a one with Daredevil I think and he and Shang-Chi fight and so it was like I knew of the character but I didn't know like the whole story so I did of course pull out my Kindle and go on there and read like Eight Shang-Chi comics, including, like, the three original Masters of Kung Fu comic series. And I gotta say, this movie did a pretty good job of, like, sticking with main story arcs. Um, I think the only one that caught me... Only because I was, like, waiting for it, and then it didn't play out the way that I thought it was going to based on the comics, was his sister... In the comics, there's a lot more about uh, there are different sects of martial arts. So, like, he's Iron Fist martial arts. Uh, Then there's, like, the Mm -hmm. hammer something, staff, blade, uh, kicks. You know, there's different, like, styles, and each style has a school. And, like, the Iron Fist school is the number one school. And there's, like, a whole story arc where his sister, after he leaves, she leaves, and she becomes the head of the, like, Hammer-style school and attacks uh, the Iron Fist school and all the other schools. And so it's, like, this whole thing. So I kept thinking that that was going to be a part of this at some point, that they would at least, like, mention other schools, and that never really happened. But I don't think any of that stuff detracted from this movie at all. I think... Obviously, they can't put everything in there, right? They're trying to, like, build this universe. They need to fit this in. So, I it's definitely jumped to, like, in my top five, for sure, of Marvel films. I think that it was, like, it was fun from the beginning to the end. It never, I never felt like there was a lull in story. Like, even in the slower parts of the movie, I felt like they were still important to the movie. And... I thought the CG stuff was really great. I thought the dragons looked cool. The foo dog and the foo lion looked cool. Like, oh, man, it was great. <laughs> and I love uh Simu. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Um, But the guy who played Shang-Chi. Simu. Yeah, he's great. I love him. Yeah. Kim's Convenience is like one of my every time they post a new season on Netflix, I like binge it all in a day. I love that show. I think he's hilarious in that. And as soon as I saw he was Shang-Chi, I was like, yeah, get him in there. Get him in the Marvel Universe.
0: Have you seen any of the stuff about uh, how he's been basically campaigning for himself to play this character for a long time? Mm-hmm. I thought that was so cool. He's just like, yep. hey, you know what y'all should do is make this movie and put me in it. <laughs> and they did.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah, they were like, yeah, sure. And now I know he's campaigning to get Shang-Chi in, uh, in like an ensemble movie.
0: Well, I figured in, that had to Marvel. happen. In Marvel.
2: Yeah. I, that, yeah, that'll
1: happen. But, you know, he's not the first to do that. What is, what is, uh, hang on one second. Is it Keegan? Well, I can't think of his last name. He's going to be in the Eternals. Keegan.
3: My oh, phone. I can't think
1: of. Oh. I want to say his name's Keegan, but maybe I'm wrong. Anyway. Yeah, he he posted this on social the other day. Of uh, he had uh, tweeted to Stan Lee back in 2013, said, "Hey, Stan, make me a superhero." <laughs> and then here it is, 2021. He's an an eternal. Yeah, I mean, so I, it's always fun to see when the, that stuff happens. I mean, now I'm just like, make me the next Iron Man. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's come I to my know. attention
0: that you are down one Iron Man.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's really fun especially if it's somebody that like has has the ability to bring that character to life like uh, i know we've talked about fantastic four right and Mm -hmm. and who is rumored and who we would like to see and (laughs) who's been pseudo confirmed and all these things and same with same with wolverine like oh who's going to be the next wolverine it's like I feel like it's a dangerous game to play where any actor can just be like, I want to do it and then make mm-hmm. a social media campaign to do it and then get it. But mm-hmm. I I like to think that Marvel puts more time and effort into casting. Yeah. Like they wouldn't just be like, well, he said he wants to do it. And all these fans say they want him. So we'll give it to him. I, I'm sure that it was like a, I'm sure it was, like, a drawn-out process of casting. If anything, it was probably, like, oh, people want a Shang-Chi movie. Okay, we should write a Shang-Chi movie. And then we'll figure out, like, okay, we're still going to do casting. We're still going to vet people. Not just give you the role because you said you want a Shang-Chi role.
0: I think when they advocate for themselves and they are right for the part, then probably they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I mean, that'd probably work. I mean, like, not to get off the uh mcu train for a second but i'm still angry about the han solo movie because um they cast uh what is that kid's name uh the, who's actually in it as han solo uh uh
2: i i know who you're talking about like, uh, yeah i can see his face yeah never remember his name though
0: remember his name i think it starts with an a <laughs> um It is. I'm also grabbing my phone.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Alden. 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 Is it like Aaron?
0: Aaron Rick.
1: Aaron Rick. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Alden. That's his name.
0: Yeah.
1: Was there someone else um, aiming for the role? There was, and I'm
0: trying to remember. I can't remember his name either. But he was—he was the guy who played uh, the younger version. Of Harrison Ford in Age of Adeline And first of all, absolute dead ringer For a young Harrison Ford And before he even started getting film roles He used to make little YouTube videos Of him still doing Character and celebrity impressions And one of them that he did that he was so good at was Han Solo (laughs) And so he had like A ton of people behind him saying like He should do it, like he's got what it takes And he Mm. even, if I remember correctly He had Harrison Ford's blessing Saying like yeah, he'd probably be really good at it and they didn't go with him,
1: they went with
0: uh, the other guy. Yeah. And so I was like, oh.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's been things that make sense, made sense and failed. I mean, to kind of, I know we're kind of steering <laughs> off topic, but I mean, it's always like uh, Donald Glover for Spider-Man. Q,
0: but they did put him in. Uh, yeah.
1: Which they set him up to be yeah. like a villain. And I, he did get to voice in one of the animated series, so he did kind of get to do that. But I am disappointed that his uh, Deadpool series got canceled. Was really looking forward to that
2: yeah I feel like for for him especially it's like they waited too long yeah. he almost like aged out of the role for spider-man yeah,
1: yeah if they yeah because miles
2: I'm likes sh- Peter Parker it, mm-hmm. can be essentially any age right it can be mm-hmm. oh this is high school Peter Parker oh this is college Peter Parker oh this is after college Peter Parker <laughs> In that in that mm-hmm. kind of works, but Miles like I feel like you have to stick with either late high school, early college. Like I don't I don't yeah. I, I don't think the, the character would make sense
1: for right. him after like out I mean, of college. Donald has the Donald, I don't know if he can still pull off that young of a look. Right. Especially now that he's all like he's in beard mode and yeah. looks a lot older mm-hmm. um oh, wow which but but side note like i still think he's fantastic as his role in uh, star wars so mm. oh, yeah. he can own that but the deadpool thing it would have been interesting to see if he would have paired with ryan reynolds to voice deadpool for his animated series yeah i wonder if that would have had any strength there
2: he probably could have done it he's got a range
1: but going back um yeah i love like that whole like behind the the scenes of uh him pulling to be Shang-Chi because I'm in the same boat like I don't know very much on this character um so getting this origin story I think thought they did it really well I like the the setups of like getting into the more serious moments that make sense to want to go back in time to really build up like why he feels this way Mm -hmm. why is he going through these certain motions Um, versus kind of doing the the traditional, like, let's let the first third be Mm -hmm. all of the stuff. Um, So, yeah, I really appreciated that. Um, Yeah, if I had to nitpick this in any way, like, there was, I I guess, the slow-mo moments I thought were kind (laughs) of tacky. (laughs) Um, Yeah,
2: but I almost feel like that in any... Very rarely does a slow-mo moment not feel like the, a uh, like a th- a movie that's shot for 3D and then you watch it not in 3D and you cl- you clearly yeah. see all the moments that are supposed to be 3D and you're like oh, okay yeah. that's I feel like slow mo has that same effect where like it slows down but like right before it slows down you're like this is gonna be slow motion and then it slows down and you're like yeah <laughs> saw that coming
1: <laughs> yeah which they didn't do it a lot which I appreciated but it's like going from like the beginning when it's just basically like. Let's send each other googly eyes through slow mo I did love that
0: entire scene and though. Then, that uh, was so good. Uh, <laughs> I, was
1: like, I that got me a little worried watching that moment. I was like, "Ooh, is this? How much is this going to be in this? This is not. I don't know about." I this. will. Ag-
2: <laughs> I will agree that yes, it, it is. It is a little goofy, but one of the things that I really <laughs> liked about this movie is, like, the whole reason that I got into filmmaking and wanted to be in the entertainment industry was martial arts movies as a kid, watching, like, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, Jet Li, Donnie Yen. Yeah. Like, I love it. I can't get enough of it. Even to this day, I can't get enough of it. I will watch every terrible F-list movie as long as it's, like, some sort of martial arts theme. So... yeah. The fact that this movie stuck with a lot of, like, traditional Chinese martial arts movie tropes, that being Mm -hmm. one of them, the, like, close hand-to-hand, like, spinning in Mm -hmm. circles and, like, you're getting reactions between both of them, even though it's supposed to be, like, a split second. um, I I I enjoyed it for that fact alone. Like, it seemed like that whole fight was taken straight out of, like, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I mean, there were like so sure. many, like, wire movements and, like, that thing where they yeah. seem to run, you know, just with really long strides, <laughs> yeah, over the air. It was yeah. like, oh, this is so great. It's like i watching a classic Chinese martial arts movie. So. Well, we'll get a lot of those as we move forward. Oh, yeah.
1: One, <laughs> one in particular I'm ready to talk about, but.
0: I just liked it because they were digging I, on each other. I was like, Oh, look at them trying to kill each other and liking each other so much. Y'all are cute.
2: <laughs> I thought that, that the the weirdest part for me of that sequence was just the fact that like he came here to get in. He's not allowed in. Mm-hmm. She's protecting the place. And I don't know if it was like is she impressed at his fighting skill? Is that why she fell in love with him like it, it it seemed a little like convenient that just they right. were fighting for 30 <laughs> seconds and then they were like oh my god we love each didn't other didn't he bring her a little like, picnic
0: what? or something <laughs> like she beats him up and then he like comes back and he's made him a little picnic
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's yeah. A, and like how did he get through the forest the second time where
0: was the picnic basket these are questions but <laughs> 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 but the point is he made yeah, it that was back a weird moment. he brought her a little lunch she's mm-hmm. like oh he's really good at at fighting and he's pretty cute and he brought me a lunch <laughs> literally what else could I want in this world
2: <laughs> to keep those rings on that's what he could have wanted <laughs>
1: yeah didn't really care so much about how evil he was
0: yeah she, yeah that's what I mean she it's so redemption weird. arced him it's like, it started there <laughs> She just she lacks a, a fixer upper, I guess.
2: Yeah, a real fixer upper.
1: Is <laughs> in the the books, is his character darker than what we got to see? He
2: is. Uh he's also like ancient. Uh like have you seen right. Big Trouble in Little China? Mm-hmm. Okay, so like the mm. the like grandmaster from that, that's what he looks like. He has like a crazy long mustache, mm. crazy long beard. Um and he is like evil af like constant bad guy not even kind of like oh i'm doing this to protect you it's just like no he wants ultimate power and the only like turning point is again this is in the comic universe (laughs) so if you want to read them read them if not this won't matter but in the comics he dies and basically comes back as like a zombie ghost, and then becomes a ghost, like a just full on ghost, and then like accepts that he's dead and moves on hmm. and the the redemption arc happened then for the father, where it's like he's like, "Oh, I thought I was doing the right thing, and I was just trying to protect you and Shang-Chi's kind of like forgives him and he forgives Shang-Chi for killing him and then just kind of that's the end of that. So it it, it is a similar character but at the same time a very different character in the comics mm-hmm. from what we get in the movie. Which like again, I I understand a if you read uh the martial, Masters of Martial Arts or whatever, Masters of Kung Fu, whatever mm-hmm. that, the like original story yeah. is, it is riddled with just stuff that doesn't fly. <laughs> like, it is, uh, it has not aged well. So I yeah. 100% see why those things were changed and agree with them changing mm-hmm. them. And then some of the other things that they change from the story, again, just make more sense where like, I don't know. I, I think I said it in like a couple episodes ago, or maybe it was in the X-Men movie. But like they're trying really hard to make these characters and these storylines relatable to us as viewers. So they're kind of pulling you know, of course they can't not I mean they're superheroes, right? Some of them fly. Chang-Chi has rings that shoot out of his hands. Like of course they can't make it a hundred percent like realistic, but they try to make it a little more believable with some of the stuff. So like, I understand why some of the other things get changed around. Um, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't miss anything from the comics in this movie. Gotcha.
1: I'm intrigued now. I'm about to do the weekend project and go read some of these. <laughs> I'm very curious to what their overall decision was to change the rings from actual like rings on right. your hand to these bracelet style.
2: Uh, I honestly think that it was, like, even if you read any of the stuff with the Mandarin in the comics, Mm -hmm. the rings are very confusing. Like, Mm -hmm. they just, even if you're sitting there, you read 30 comics where they explain them, you're still like, hold on, what can they do? Because it kind of seems like they can do literally anything. Like, some of the rings control elements, some of the rings control Mm -hmm. People and mind powers and uh, like it's wild. So I kind of Yeah it's (laughs) almost like
1: if those were introduced earlier, you would almost think Thanos would want to go after
2: those versus the Infinity. One hundred percent if you read the comics, the rings are way more powerful than the Infinity. (laughs) So the only thing they can't do is you can't wear them all and snap your fingers and make people disappear. But Or maybe no one's just told him that yet. That's true. He may just have never tried but i feel like that would have been too complicated a Hmm. storyline so maybe that's why they kind of leaned away from that and were like ah they just they punch he punches stuff they probably
1: yeah they probably picked the right time because things are already getting so complex with the the multiverse Hmm. and all these other little things it's kind of like you know, jumping ahead to post-credit, it's like, where did these come <laughs> from? Who made them? Well, what can they do? There
2: is a martial arts style called Iron Fist, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. in a lot of traditional movies, they usually have a bunch of rings on their arms, and so they mm-hmm. do a lot of moves like where they like push their hands forward, and the rings all slap against their elbows, and they like block stuff. So, I I think mm-hmm. that maybe that was kind of the pull for. The design of the rings and like where he wears them and stuff uh and since mm-hmm. i mean technically in again in the comics their school is school of the iron fist and a lot of actual iron fist members in the comics come from this training so i think that maybe that's where that stemmed from yeah um that makes well, sense.
0: just watching it you know again me being an idiot I was thinking maybe if it was rings on your fingers, it would get in the way if they were having to do lots of like hand to hand combat. Like it might, Mm -hmm. especially if it was like an actor having to wear them, it might make (laughs) their uh, hands get all messed up. But also, not only being an idiot, but being somebody who just thinks about the most random stuff in the world, I was like, if he had to wear 10 rings, two of them would have to be thumb rings, and thumb rings look dumb.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Agreed.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you have that much power, do you
2: really care?
0: You should care a little. You should have some some dignity about yourself.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you have that much power, you should have someone that dresses you at least, so you would think the fashion. I mean, looking
1: looking at this this image of uh Mandarin, I mean, he's rocking like you know, kind of John Wick style black suit. It's got all the rings. <laughs> it's pretty cool. But yeah, I, I think going back into to that concept, you know, I'm sure a lot of the decision probably had to do with focusing around the kung fu and the fighting. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I guess the big question now is, will we get to see more with the rings? Because I felt in this, we didn't really get to see too much. A couple of things yeah. like. Well, nothing too exciting. I
2: mean, we don't have to talk about it right now because it'll probably be towards the end of this episode that we talk about it. But, I mean, with the post credit scene, it certainly seems like we're going to get some more information on these rings. Yeah, so, right. I, I kind of was expecting the whole movie after seeing what they did and, and seeing how they were portrayed. I kind of thought, like, either... That's it, and it's just because they don't want to have to deal with explaining the different power. I mean, imagine explaining the power for each ring. Like Mm -hmm. That would take up so much time. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it was just them simplifying that into, like, no, Mm -hmm. the rings are this weapon that this guy uses. And we'll show some of the things that the rings can do, and maybe with whatever's going to happen next with the rings that's when we'll maybe they'll explore more of the like elemental mm-hmm. powers of them or anything like that yeah so we've got a long way to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we
0: have gotten through the first scene
1: <laughs> uh, i guess we can move forward further of like uh can we go into the first fight scene or anything before that because really before that we're just really getting introduced to these new characters mm-hmm. um sean and katie i guess we could dive in sean <laughs> huh? and katie yeah well sean <laughs> and katie um i guess we could dive into uh what do you think of uh um i feel like i'm gonna butcher Aquafina. yeah right yes nora yeah. Aquafina in the MCU. I, how
2: do we feel about that? Aquafina <laughs> is one of the most I think underrated comedy actresses ever. Everything that I've ever seen where she is in it, she is like not by the end of the movie my favorite character, but instantly my favorite character. <laughs> like she's so funny. She's so good at like comedic timing and yeah her inflection that she gives like certain words to like punch lines. Oh, it's so good. So the second I saw that she was in a trailer, I was like, please don't just be like a throwaway pop in for a couple scenes character. So by the end of the movie, I was like, Oh my God, she's, she's in, she is also (laughs) in the MCU now. Like, yeah. Oh yes. I'm so excited. Aquafina is (laughs) in,
1: which is, I, yeah, I almost wish we got to see it a little bit more now that we know that she's in the MCU. Side note: I just learned real quick a lot of stuff about Aquafina I did not know. I ne- I've never looked looked this actress up. Didn't know her name was Nora. Yeah. I did know that she had a background rapping.
2: Yeah, that's where she I've, came I've, from. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's kind of like claim to fame. Is I, I've heard about this through some various interviews um but just seeing that her debut album was called yellow ranger now i'm like (laughs) i want to see you as a power ranger
2: yeah yeah her uh her show on hbo i think uh nora from queens it's really good it's really funny okay uh
1: so i've got that to check out uh kim's convenience store (laughs) these are two on bucket list
0: uh i think she's hilarious too um but I did think that in this movie they were maybe reining her in a little bit because I think that a lot of times when she's in movies and things like that she gets to improvise more and she can't do that here because they've got mm-hmm. stuff to get through and also the tone of this movie is not like entirely like humorous so there's mm-hmm. a lot of scenes I yeah. say a lot there's a handful of scenes <laughs> where uh, she's just there to be like a kind and supportive friend to mm-hmm. Shang Chi, right. which. I liked her in those moments too. It's like, we've never gotten to see her do this kind of thing before. And so that was fun for me, but yeah, I mm-hmm. love her. I'm excited to see what else they can do with her in the MCU. It's
1: just, the, I will, It's just, when we get to the end with the big moments and then you look at the film that she just did, it's hard to look away from all of that. Mm-hmm. Cause it's almost like, was It just kind of has that setup type feel. Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, she's 100% going to be a character that, like, maybe we just don't know yet. And, like, I wanted to look it up because, like, at first I was like, is this supposed to be, like, a Kate Bishop thing? Like, when she started the archery stuff, I was like, ah, that would be weird. That doesn't make sense. We're already kidding. I'm like, no. But but then I started (laughs) to think, because in the comics, like, I didn't. I can't place her with any character from the Shang Chi comics.
0: That's what I was wondering about. Right.
2: Like, spe- no specific character. Like, I feel like she pulls from a couple, but so I don't know mm-hmm. if that maybe she is a character that I just don't know about yet, or maybe she's like a new character that's just for the MCU.
1: But but see, that's where it gets weird because again, I don't know if you've seen it, but like, I'm just gonna see her as Sisu from Ryan the Last Dragon. Yeah. Well, yeah, the the water dragon That's where it gets so (laughs) weird, because it's like at the end, we're seeing, here's a water dragon. Oh, there's Aquafina. Oh, wait, that's Sisu. Like, hmm, what's going on here? Yeah,
2: but... uh,
1: It's hard to look around some of that stuff. I think
2: that that would be a bold move for Disney to be like, (laughs) we're just going to shoehorn a Disney character into the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Uh, That would be...
1: Or maybe she's just really into dragons, and she just wants to... To work on the I don't know I don't know that stuff was just kind of like hmm, this is kind of weird but kind of but like but now you're in the MCU and you can do some action stuff and now get a bow and arrow like let's see what's good yeah
2: yeah <laughs> um really quick before we move on I did want to say too because I, I was talking to my fiance about this right after the movie um in Kim's Convenience in the most recent season I one hundred and ten percent guarantee they were shooting Shang Chi while they were shooting the the most recent season of that show. Because yeah. his character, for the entire season, or I think for the first half of the season, I think maybe he's in like the last episode or something. Um, but he only appears in Zoom calls, <laughs> in like yeah. with just a white wall behind him. And so I'm just like, oh my gosh! He probably spent all day yeah. shooting. Shang Chi gets back to his apartment and has to film like this two minute scene for Kim's convenience in on his yeah, computer. I heard about that? <laughs> so.
1: Which, that show is, they closed it, canceled it, right?
2: I don't know. Because uh, I, thought, I, I thought that they... But maybe I'm wrong. I th- thought I read that they canceled it after the second season, and then they made a third season. So, uh, I don't know.
1: I, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. I, I'm going to try to go watch that pretty soon. <laughs> um,
2: well, do we want to anyway. get, like... So, we can talk about the bus fight if we want but I feel like there's no re I mean some random people show up on the bus and they steal his pendant <laughs> and he fights them. And, uh, Katie realizes that he's probably not who he said he is and get
1: sword arm. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we want to dive into this, this is like the year of bus fight. So like, uh, we could do a fun video of like who had the better bus fight, um, Shang-Chi or, uh, what was what was his what was the character's name in nobody or I guess nobody? Oh yeah, nobody versus Shang Chi. Yeah. Shang Chi. <laughs> Shang Chi.
2: I think uh, I like that. An... I like the nobody bus fight. Yeah, but but this one was no. super exciting. I really <laughs> this, one this one was
1: one. <laughs> this one was really good.
2: I really the
1: one it, after it's more iconic though. Yes,
2: yes, one hundred percent. I think that this was <laughs> this was like an exciting introduction for martial arts in the MCU. It was mm-hmm. very cut and dry fight scene. A lot of like, uh, Jackie Chan style, like, yeah. you know, escape through the bars, sling around the side of the bus, run to the front of the bus, comedy moment, like bang, <laughs> bang, bang, let me in. So I think that it was a lot of fun, especially because it's what I want. Like mm-hmm. if they would let Jackie Chan direct a, MCU movie I would love that movie and probably only watch that movie exclusively (laughs) Um, so I I think that it was exciting I do think that compared to the rest of the fight scenes this one was different Mm -hmm. this one felt more like a again more like a Jackie Chan nitty gritty semi realistic fight scene Whereas the mm-hmm. other one seemed more like over the top Chinese opera, right? Pulling strings, martial. This arms. whole
1: the whole setup of this scene to me almost mimicked like something I would see like an Ant Man. I guess I kept thinking of like some of the things we see like maybe it was the second Ant Man, you know, the car chase type. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just getting that vibe from it. Which aren't they in the same location as Ant Man?
0: Like San Francisco?
2: Yeah, San Francisco. Yeah,
1: I think they're in San Francisco. So that's like. Where is Ant Man during all this? Where's the Wasp? <laughs> um, yeah, I I was kind of thinking a little bit earlier when we started, based on this scene of like, it's almost like riding a bike, right? It's like you you're getting intro to this guy, and like us as viewers, I mean, we kind of know what the setup is, but you know, we don't see him like doing anything martial arts related before this, right? So it's like boom out of nowhere. So I'm like, would it elevate this if? we knew that he was still is he or do we even know is he still practicing martial arts in any way in his free time right like we, we don't really know so much about that character i think we're supposed
2: um, to assume that like based on the training that he had and the length of the training that he had it's probably like muscle yeah. memory and it's then all, yeah. they did show him doing like his push-ups <laughs> so, he <did> so push-ups. <laughs> yeah so it yeah. seems like that was supposed to be them like yeah he he keeps his body in in check right so that's it
0: <laughs> i remember seeing this uh scene in the trailer and again since i didn't know anything about about shang chi i thought that what it maybe was was that he gets cornered and he didn't know that he could do all these things and all of a sudden like all of this like kung fu wizardry just pops out of him and he starts like taking out everybody on the bus and so that's what i was expecting but then uh whenever he's like <laughs> explaining i'm not how you think i am i have this whole previous life and then i was like Oh, that does actually make a lot more sense. Because
2: <laughs> like I, well, we had I a time say, skip
0: of like fifteen years.
2: Which the the yeah. trailer was it's, cut to make you feel like that though. Like if you watch yeah. if you watch the trailer, they do kind of make it seem like he didn't know he could do all that stuff. Right. So, <laughs> wonder not he just forgot that.
0: how great he was. <laughs> it's
2: just
1: it's just Ant Man throwing his arms. <laughs> Ant Man was there the whole time. <laughs> But you get the same thing in nobody, you know it's kind of like he has the past and mm-hmm. he knows all this stuff, but he's tried to leave that live a different lifestyle. but
2: I do wish that um, they had incorporated somebody from the other from the m c u like I feel like again, it goes back to that thing that like how could this have existed for so long and apart from the like 10 rings logo and the mm-hmm. fake Mandarin, we've never heard about any of this or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wish there was at least a scene. And again, going back to your point, it's in San Francisco. Even if he had just like bumped into Scott Lang on the street or something to something to or tie his, these together.
1: Or even uh, Scott Lang's daughter. Cause this is post yeah, yeah, Yeah. He could have like, bumped into his daughter and been like, Oh, sorry. And
2: like, just, I think they do have like a, a half second scene where they're like, you know, you, you didn't help us with any of this other stuff that's been going on. Like you didn't help with Thanos. You didn't help with Mm -hmm. Ultron. Like Mm -hmm. I appreciated that, but I just felt like it wasn't quite enough to just, to justify like, I don't know.
1: Which, do I can't remember, was he affected by the blip, or do we even know that?
0: I spent like a quarter of this movie's running time trying to figure out how old he and Katie were supposed to be.
1: (laughs)
3: Yeah. I don't think they,
2: other than explaining that this was post-blip, I don't think that they ever talk about whether or not either of them were blipped or not. Mm Mm-hmm. I would assume not, because I feel like if they were, they would have had to have put that in there somewhere. Like, how do you not talk about that? But we also don't really know how long, like, or maybe they say, how long post-Blip is this?
1: I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think that could have been a little bit more context, because, I mean, going back to, like, they're, like, what's the, are bellhops? Like, Uh, ballets? Ballets, yeah. vandal, ballets, yeah. Like, I don't know. just kind of, like, interesting job choice. And yeah.
2: And to say, like, his dad was, like, I... What did he say he gave him 10 years or one year? Oh. I can't remember. I think you said one year. I gave you one year. But regardless, like, he he told he tells yeah. him he gave him a certain amount of time to not work for him. Mm-hmm. And that seems like the perfect moment to explain (laughs) where we are in time post blip. Like how did that affect the time that he was given away from the dojo or whatever you want to call the operation, Mm -hmm. I guess.
0: Like post blip, it's like 2025, right? Like about then. Do you think they're setting all these movies like in like 2025, like right after the blip and waiting for us to catch up so that they can be like with our own time?
2: <laughs> maybe, but I think it, doesn't it say present day? Or no, maybe that's...
1: But is it their present day? Yeah. Which iPhone do they have? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the iPhone Let's 16. look in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which iPhone are they marketing here?
2: <laughs> I could, I mean, I think that that's smart of them to be like everything is 2025 and yeah in 2025 we're going to get the first like real next push mhm i mean years are flying by at this point i <laughs> it's amazing that it's already almost 2022 so yeah i could i could 100% see the list of like 30 movies that they have slated to come out taking until 2025 to get like any solid next step
3: mm-hmm.
2: they got a lot of introducing to do you know all these other characters are aging out or, or leaving their contracts so you yep. know they're gonna have to make some new changes here soon
1: so let's move forward because we're about to get to like probably the biggest question that I have in this whole film um, so we get the, te- we get the moments where it's like, okay, who are you really? I like the airplane scene with them. I think that was some of the funnest dialogue. Um, it was
2: definitely the best cut where it's just yeah. like all of a sudden they were on an airplane. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> just kind of poking at them. Like, so what's your name? Like you went from that to Sean. <laughs>
0: That scene also uh. made me realize that I'm going to pronounce zero names correctly in this podcast because he tries to explain to her how to pronounce his name and she can't do it. <laughs> and like, I wrote down some of the, some of, his, some of his family members' names so I could refer to them during the podcast, but I'm, I am... Not confident that I'm going to be able to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try.
1: <laughs> Shong chi Yeah, it's Shang-Chi. like shang
0: I think. <laughs>
1: Maybe.
0: And I, I have no idea how to pronounce his sister's name. Because I feel like they kept saying it different ways throughout the whole movie. And then I looked at how it was spelt and I was like, nope. <laughs> I don't have that one at all.
2: Yeah, I think that they did like different people pronounce it differently cuz it's uh mm-hmm. it's Shaolin, right?
0: It's something like that. It's X I A L I N G.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, Sha Shaolin. Shaoling, Shaoling. Yeah. Shaolin? And uh yeah. I I only remember it because the whole time I was like, "Oh yeah, it's like Shaolin." Like the martial arts mm-hmm. style. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. on purpose. I assume, and it, it, been an odd I assume it is only because like the, again, in the comics like it was, again, it didn't age very well. So there was a lot of like really stereotypical Chinese names given to all the characters um, and like the places that they are. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, well, we have to keep the characters' names the same and that's where that character's name came from. Um, but I do also agree that it is pronounced differently at least five different times in the movie. <laughs> because by the end of the movie, I, I thought that I knew what her name was. And then someone else said it seemingly differently. And I was like, oh, did I have I been thinking about it wrong the whole time?
0: And every time their mom said either one of their names, it didn't sound like whenever anybody else said it. And I was like, I feel like the mom is probably right.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what- one quick thing we uh, forgot about was we, had a, we did get a returning character from Spider-Man. We got Clev the vlogger in the bus.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I did not catch that.
2: Do a flip <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's true. Uh and and he was really funny. I thought that he yeah. it was Yo,
1: what up, y'all? It's your boy Clev <laughs> coming at you live on the bus. <laughs> I
2: thought that was pretty that was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. I totally forgot about that. That was that was a fun moment. That was really cool. Um but, but now this, this is where we're getting to the point where I feel like we probably had so many Easter eggs that, it, but this scene moved so fast, it was hard to catch them all. But they're going to see a sister who runs this like underground fight club, basically. <laughs> and that whole walking into it and all these fights they're seeing was so cool mm-hmm. because there's the one character that like looked like pyro. Yeah. And it, so the, that whole thing of everyone we see, I'm just like, are these mutants? So uh, are we get intro to the mutants right here's,
2: here. Here's the thing, because I thought the exact same thing, especially when we saw the girl teleporting. Because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, is this um, what's her name? Why can't I think of her name? You just watched the movie. What's her name? Kitty Pryde. From no, ap- in uh, Why she doesn't. From Apocalypse, <laughs> <laughs> the one that can that, that can teleport. Nightcrawler. No, 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 no. The girl with the blades down. Just oh, at, I can't figure oh, it. Oh,
0: um, what's her Psylocke. face?
2: Yeah, Psylocke. Psylocke. So I thought that I was like, "Is this a Psylocke reference?" Mm. But then at the same time, I feel like they're going to have to make her portals look so different because the portals that she was jumping through in that fight looked a lot like the portals that uh. Dr Strange and and Wong use. So I was like, oh, is this just like a monk from a warrior monk from their training thing? Is mm-hmm. that what this is? Cuz I had that thought too. I was like, oh, are we going to see some mutants, yeah. some mutant powers? And that was the only one that like really stood out right. as like a there was this? the
1: the spiky face or was that a helmet? I don't know. I just remember laughing at that cuz Aquafina was like, "Hey, I like your face." <laughs> the voice but there's like a voice you wouldn't expect from it.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
3: you.
2: Yeah, it was like a mask.
1: Maybe yeah. it was a mask or something. There was yeah. a there was a black widow in one of the rooms.
2: Yes.
0: Oh mm. yes.
1: so get a reference there.
0: Mild sidestep. Do y'all think that when they do eventually bring in mutants into the MCU, it'll be explained as like it was something that the Snap did? There's a Like all the exposure to the Infinity yeah, stones did it? There's
1: current rumors that the whole mutant setup is going to be from the snap the more, and especially there's a lot of, we'll talk about this when we get to apocalypse. There's a lot of things in apocalypse that we're going to start seeing in some upcoming movies that that's going to set it up. But I have a feeling they're going to do something really dumb. And we'll,
2: yeah, <laughs> I think that it would be smart of them to just be like, Oh yeah. The snap yeah. unleashed latent mutant abilities and people. As opposed to what I, what my theory is, they're going to somehow tie the snap with the Terrigen crystals, and be like, ah, Terr, because that's I don't know how -hmm. much X Men comics you guys have read, but the Terrigen crystals is essentially one of the ways that people are given mutant powers. Like you're either born a mutant or you can go through the Terrigen process, which. Like encases you and if you're if you have mutant latent mutant abilities, they'll come forth. If not, then you die. Mm. And uh I don't so think I, they I would go with that.
1: Like that seems a little bit more on the advanced side. Because I'm going in more towards the celestial beings, because the celestials came down and experimented on the first humans, and that's kind of what unlocks some mm. mutant things. I feel like we'll get some of that story, but I'm going super dumb, super basic. We're gonna see an eternal basically marry a human, and from that becomes the first mutant. I feel like we we could easily get uh, something that basic.
2: So, do you think they're gonna use Eternals to? Oh
1: yeah, I think I think we're we're gonna start getting. I think that's what's gonna push mutants.
2: Okay, I I gotta say, not excited. For I'm just indifferent i'm very indifferent too but i just it why when we went to see shang chi literally every trailer that we saw before it was a marvel trailer and we saw two different eternals trailers and both times i was like yeah i'll watch it yeah but uh, i really hope it comes to like premiere access (laughs) (laughs) like i just i don't know i'm not excited
0: Mm, they already said they're not doing uh, Premiere Access for the rest of the year. Yeah. Ugh, barf. I know.
1: But, yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm so but angry. This
0: one
1: <laughs> may come out before the year's up. I think yeah, they I said think something like... I think they said 45 like, days. Yeah, which is cool. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because I do want to watch this one again just to go find more Easter eggs. But we get to see Abomination. Yeah. I do wish this fight <laughs> scene was a little bit longer. I wish we could have gotten to like, because we have what fifteen seconds <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah, it's, pretty it's quick. basically <laughs> almost what you see in the trailer. It's um, like he hits Wong, yeah. Wong hits him, yeah. But that was the <laughs> best, and then and then the fight's over, and but Wong wins, and then they leave together. But they have this like yeah. moment together, <laughs> and I'm just like, what's going on here? And the whole time I'm just looking when he opens the portal of like. Where are they going? Because it's a dark room. It's hard to tell. Do you know what's in there? I just see like these red lines, and I can't figure out where they're going.
2: I thought that they were going back to, because um, like where where are they in Doctor Strange? It's not kunlun Lun, right? Mm. Or is it? Because I, I think, think it check. is. We'll fact check later. Yeah, fact check. <laughs> I, I I think that it is. Kun, I might be saying that wrong. Kung Lun. Um. Which is where it's like the city that yeah. Iron Fist protects. Um. But it seems like he's training. Like Wong has been training mm-hmm. Abomination. Mm-hmm. So I'm almost thinking that like it is Kunlun, and like that's maybe Abomination after going berserk and losing to the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Maybe he like went in search of how to get rid of abomination Mm -hmm. and has advanced it sort of like bruce Mm -hmm. but maybe not fully but to the point where he can control it and maybe wong is is training him or like teaching him how to control the rage or something like that maybe that's like the storyline that's going on there i want to know (laughs) is (laughs) that wong wong is like a very big character in this movie for really only he's showing up a big twice, character
1: but, in the mcu now he's what yeah a couple films away and he's like the one character that's in the bulk of the whole right
2: <laughs> all the and, and not only not only in them but like pull like interacting with the characters yeah. and pulling them in to do stuff so like
1: it's Wong the ultimate villain? Uh, Is he's setting something no <laughs> who knows it's but,
2: mephisto Oh, no,
1: let's not even go there. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised I haven't seen anything circulating. Like, you see Mephisto in Shang-Chi, I can prove it. Here he is. <laughs> like, <laughs> fan base is kind of quiet on that. But this is like the ultimate question for me, because I'm almost like, do I want a series with these two? <laughs> like Because uh, who, who is the voice? Was it Tim Roth? Tim Roth,
3: not- yeah.
1: Tim Roth, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, he's coming back. He's voicing He's going to voice Abomination, so he's coming back for She-Hulk, which maybe She-Hulk will give us more context here.
2: I'm hoping Um, that it's like Wong's School for (laughs) Lost (laughs) Heroes or something. I would watch that. A Disney Plus series called (laughs) Wong's School for Misled Youth. And it's adorable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Intro to Kung Fu with Wong.
2: (laughs) Wong's School for Lost Hulklings. (laughs) Um
1: yeah, that was uh I was not expecting that at all. Cuz this was such yeah. a fun little tease in the trailer that I feel like
2: most fans were like what's happening there? And, and It was a tease, but it was like a tease to to what? To what though? Yeah. Like like yeah, it's like it's not like we knew that there was going to be a new like solo Hulk movie mm-hmm. or something. You know, like that would have been like, oh, that's what it's teasing. But this is like is it teasing She-Hulk? Like, is that what it's teasing? Or is it teasing a movie that they have not announced yet?
0: Is Tim Roth just bored and wanted to come to a movie again?
1: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Um, But no, yeah, it looks like so Wong is operating from Kamar-Taj. Okay. So... Um, okay.
2: Fact checked.
1: <laughs> this is... We get some other cool moments with Wong later. We'll talk about those. Um, we get to see the Madripoor flag on the wall. That was another mm. little Easter egg. Well,
2: right they're here. in, they're in Madripoor. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right. They are the, in Madripoor. Uh, the whole thing, yeah. Which another which was cool. cool. Thing. Yeah.
2: Um, I feel like Power Broker would have one hundred percent had a hand <laughs> in this fight ring. Yeah. So like, why didn't we see Sharon? Right. That would have been like relatively easy to do and made complete and total sense yeah yeah
0: she was at the bar with her hood up like she was (laughs) in the show and they never commented on it
2: i am thinking that like especially with how deep they put some of the easter eggs in in even just the marvel series i feel like give it another week and someone will be like oh you can see sharon she's standing right here by the bar yeah or right over here watching one of the fights, and you'll be like, ah, "I knew it." Yeah, <laughs> having a drink with Logan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would die. I would literally die.
1: Um, so we get to see him fight his sister. Um, yeah. So nice little family reunion there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he doesn't really fight. He just yeah, gets... He's just like, sweet. I'm not gonna fight you. Like, <laughs> like I'm here. Like, you sent me the card. It was like the, that whole like very classic moment like you sent for me like what do you want
2: <laughs> right and she was like no I didn't and then she kicked him and knocked him out <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then surprised they get attacked mm-hmm. um, I felt like this whole scene dragged on a little long yeah like there wasn't there was fighting going on, but they kept doing this weird thing where like all the fighting seemed to be kicks Mm -hmm. and they were just showing us their torso up. And so like, we weren't seeing the kicks and I was like, this is weird. Like, why are we doing this? Show me the cool fight scene on the side of this building. Why are you showing me not the fight scene? I don't know. I thought it was weird, but I did enjoy the, the fight at the end mm-hmm. of this scene um where he fights his old trainer basically uh i thought there were a lot of cool like crazy like kunai knife tricks and rolling around the ground lots of cool like close combat um and it was all lit really cool it was like i'm watching like a cyberpunk movie yeah <laughs> uh, lots of neon lights and everything was backlit yeah, the whole set was
1: funny. the whole setup was awesome. So this this is when we get to see Death Dealer. Mm-hmm. Um which um sorry viewers or listeners, I'm gonna have to go soon, so we may be bouncing around a bit. <laughs> His death, like I don't even know what the the Death Dealer's death was <laughs> interesting at the end. Kind of comical, yeah. kinda like, oh man, I wanted something a little bit more than just uh but I think it, yeah, so in a way, it was a good suck. setup. Um, and we'll, we'll we'll try to get to that pretty quickly. But, oh, man, recreating the rush hour fight scene <laughs> was yeah. so much fun. I didn't know how I was going to feel about that because you kind of see it being set up. And you can see it's just a huge nod to that that fight scene with Jackie Chan and mm-hmm. rush hour, second rush hour, correct? Rush hour 2, right? Mm-hmm. But, man, it was so much fun. And yeah. this was, like, an elevated one, too. Because I think in Rush yeah. Hour 2, it's like, yeah, they were high up, but it wasn't, like...
2: Yeah, they were, like, four or five scores. Yeah, this, not They were, like, like, on the top of a skyscraper. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, seeing all of that and um was really, really cool.
2: Yeah, it it is... This movie did have a lot of uh, Shang-Chi killing people without killing people. Like, yeah. It all starts with the bus scene when he's, like... Flipping guys out of the side of this like speeding bus, I'm like well, that guy's dead. Mm-hmm. That other guy's dead too. Like, I mean, we don't think that those people are alive, right? Right. And he just gets and, on a
0: plane and leaves.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and same with this. He's like knocking these guys off hundred story building. We're watching them like ping pong down the side of the building.
1: That you know, that's one of those things. Like, you don't really, I guess, in the, the initial viewing, I never pay attention to that. But then, but yeah, when you think about it. Yeah, like, because, cause, yeah, the skyscraper, I, it, you're watching those classic drop scenes. You're like, yep, there's no way he's making it. <laughs> but you look, when you, when you look at his training and the life that he went through, um, and this even goes back to, like, other animes, like, this kind of goes into, like, Gundam in a way. Like, these kids are trained to just be numb. They just mm-hmm. don't have these kind of feelings. Like, it happens and it happens and they just move on. Right.
2: Well, I think it we talked about it briefly on our most recent episode of uh what if? Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing that I was talking about there where it's all about perspective. Yeah. So we see Shang-Chi as the good guy. So if he flips a guy off a hundred story building or kicks a guy out of a speeding bus, you don't care about that guy. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But if Shang Chi was the villain of this movie and he kicked the guy out of a bus, you'd be like, Oh my god, he killed that right. guy. <laughs> that guy's evil. Yeah. So the only one that you're going to see do the opposite of that is Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, he'll kick you out of the bus, but then he's going to shoot mm. spider web to, to, you know, like <laughs> stick you back on the bus. The cops are going to get you. Like, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, we'll kind of speed through this middle part because the middle part is a lot more just story. Yeah. Um, we get to see a little bit of the family dynamic before Shang-Chi's mother died. Uh, we get to see. A little more about like where they're supposed to be going um they basically get imprisoned and find here's one of our couple characters that they brought back from other movies um but they brought back the fake mandarin i can't remember the, the character's name but he's trevor Sluttery. i wrote trevor it down <laughs> oh, be Nice. They brought him back, which I thought was like, "What a crazy character to bring back!" (laughs) Like, "Oh my god!" Uh, And he had what was clearly meant to be a stuffed toy that they could sell after this movie came out.
1: (laughs) I want one so. I've seen it. uh, Yeah, I think you get the plus. It was basically
2: a two-sided corgi butt with (laughs) bird wings. (laughs) Like, but uh, immediately I was like, "Oh yeah," I mean. If they turn that into a dog toy, we're going to get one for the dog. Like.
0: Where's that Funko Pop?
2: Yeah. I'm curious. What part of it would shake? Yeah.
1: I'm excited. Yeah, I don't know. Like, my, my kids are so little. So, it's like, they may see pieces of this. But if they see one of those, I'm curious that they would, they would ask for one. <laughs> um.
2: Well, we don't really have, like, anything else really going on here other than exposition yeah it's really just for the setting ends.
1: up the whole plan like mm-hmm. like i needed you both here for these because i need to know how to get into this place because mm-hmm. i'm gonna go destroy it
2: i thought the cool water map was i, I really liked mm-hmm. that scene i thought it was very well done yeah um i think once once they showed the shifting forest again Mm-hmm I was like, this looks like a video game, like, I don't know why. But the second time they showed it from like the top-down view, as it was moving, yeah. it just didn't look as good as it did when they were like in it, right? And you could see all oh. the bamboo moving.
1: Was it? Yeah, it kind of gives gives you like an Uncharted feeling, maybe something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like this is almost you would see in like Uncharted or even like you could yeah. potentially see this in Old Indiana Jones or Tomb Raider. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I don't know, but I I enjoyed it when they were in it. I thought it was, like, a cool way to yeah. to heighten the tension. Um, you know, they got to stay in the pocket. That was the go-to line for that whole scene. Um, I did think it was interesting that, like, they drive through this forest and they drive into this unknown land or whatever. And the whole time, they're just in this car. Right. And it just seems so out of place. Yeah, <laughs> Like They're just in this car. So i thought that that seemed weird but at the same time i feel like it was probably really easy to to film that just yeah. have a car drive through some lumpy blue screen studio and
1: all their all throw the budget there's going to these pokemon-esque creatures mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Oh, but that that car was definitely product placement. I don't oh, know yeah, kind of it course. was, but it was.
1: Yeah, yeah I can't remember either. They're, but, they're yeah.
0: even like, what a nice car when they get into
1: it.
2: Yeah, and then they're like, look, it can drive around mountains. It can drive on wet roads. It can drive through magical lands. <laughs> There's no
0: telling where this car will take you.
2: <laughs> but you ha- you can only buy it with those decals on the side. Exactly.
0: That's factory standard.
2: (laughs) Uh, I did really like getting getting to like the meat of this movie, I guess. I really enjoyed, and I think I said at the beginning, the foo lion and the foo dog looked so good. Like all of like you said, it was very Pokemon esque as far as like the the way that these animals and creatures looked. As soon as I saw those, I was like. Yeah. There's no way that like that's not gonna be a thing. The the they need to show up in more Marvel movies. Like I thought they were the coolest part of the whole little village that they, they walk into.
0: One of them was literally like a Vulpix.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh that circulated Twitter fast.
2: <laughs> I uh I wonder Excuse if that me. was just like a they just pulled that file from the Pokemon movie. They're like, hey, you guys have any any uh, models that we could reuse? They're we like, don't yeah, have time yeah, to make all, all this.
3: Right.
2: <laughs> Although I do think that the uh, nine-tailed and six-tailed fox mm-hmm. is an actual... I think all of the creatures that we see are actual uh, Chinese mythology creatures. Um, which I thought was cool because, like, yes, Vulpix and uh, whatever... Turn nine tails isn't that what it turns into
0: wait hang on hang on <laughs> I thought Vulpix was like the final evolution but I could be wrong because it's been about 20 <laughs> years since I've played Pokemon Red
2: <laughs> well I think those I mean those two are in that game because they are mythological creatures from Asian cultures so I think that it, it was interesting, but now I want to know what the chicken corgi butt thing was because I've never seen that, but I know that the like Phoenix birds and the tailed Fox and the like horse dragon. I know that those are things and the food dog and foo line. So I, I'm, I'm interested. I, I should look that up and see I, what I can find. I
1: found the list of all the creatures, but I can't pronounce any of their names. So, uh. Um, <laughs> Maybe we can do, so- well, we'll post we'll do something on list, social. Man. I think it yeah. will be fun. Um, someone tried to break down. So- I a
0: new many of us trying to say yeah. this?
1: <laughs> so they're, they're at Talo. Talo, right?
0: Talo. Yeah. Talo,
1: which apparently this was featured or the origin was from Thor. Um, This is uh, a dimension within like the God realms.
2: Is it one of the nine worlds?
1: Uh, it's just like or a. S- rounds, they just say it's like a small pocket dimension, huh. but Ooh. they changed it up. Which I get, I get what their approach on that, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And then someone tried to break down like the timeline for post endgame stuff because the Winwu said that the gate to Talo opens only on Queen Qing... Queen ji I'm probably mispronouncing this, and I apologize. Uh which is like one day of the year, so speculating that Shang-Chi must be in 2024, and this Chinese Festival Day will happen on April 4th that year.
3: Mm. The events
1: probably take place approximately March 29th through April 5th, which means the timeline for MCU content post game could look something like this. Loki, What If, WandaVision, Shang-Chi, Falcon and the Soldier, Spider-Man Far From Home
2: interesting so so i mean maybe that could go back to what you were saying elisa is that maybe all this is happening in 2024 Mm. and by the time we catch up in 2025 (laughs) we will be caught up with the actual timeline of events and we won't be like where are we what time is it what day is it
0: it's now
2: (laughs) yeah now it's now classic the present
0: (laughs) why do all the kids look so old don't worry about it it's okay
1: well, uh, I guess I know we mentioned this earlier, but this this was kind of like what I was taking from this. But, you know, the whole point here is to protect this gate with these, like, demons, basically. Mm. Or this giant dragon. Kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole thing, I'm like, is this how... Uh, we're going to get intro to this one character we've been talking about for so long now. <laughs> um. But I don't know. Um this was this was really crazy to me because like this is definitely getting darker, which I think some of the MCUs have been have been kinda on this level, but I don't know. Do y'all think this was like maybe the darkest we've seen things kind of go in direction wise?
2: Uh, I don't think so only because of how fantastical it was. Yeah. And like the the demons didn't like kill people in a particularly violent way right it was just like oh they just pulled like the most violent one was when the i'm just gonna call it the kaiju because i I can't pronounce this name but when it almost sucked out the dragon soul right like that was the that was the most like violent version of what what they did to people so I, i feel like it seemed a lot like uh i don't know i feel like we've been on like an anime kick it seemed a lot more like a a nineties anime yeah. version of killing people where they're like, well, we can't kill people. So we'll say they sucked his soul out. And you're like, and mm, goes into mort- so they uh, killed him. <laughs> unless it's an
1: ord- a nod to like, uh, mortal combat.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, kind of, it, you know, that's what it seemed. But
1: like. you know, like they put, s- this was just what I was kind of like laughing, probably laughing to myself in the theater. Cause like death dealer is pretty cool through the whole movie. And then we get to this point and nope, done like <laughs> yeah, three seconds just he's out. out
2: i wanted to know like when they destroyed the demon their souls didn't come out of it had it already digested them like i don't know i just felt like they were going to destroy it and like the souls that it had sucked up would have come out and gone back into the people
1: well not so much because again you go back to like mortal combat like it didn't really happen there in a way it's kind of yeah. like bring them yeah. like so maybe we could have seen something they could have gone to that kind of fantastical type level right like another plane yeah
2: i just felt like mainly because i feel like a big part of shang chi's storyline is that he kills his father mm-hmm. and that that is what like drives his in the comics, at least that's what drives like his sister away from him. And it drives him into like this whole quest of redemption for himself because like mm-hmm. he, he crossed that line, right? Like we always talk about the heroes. They can't kill people. What yeah. Qu- air quotes, they can't kill people. So that was like him crossing the line yeah. and, and killing his father. So I kept thinking like, Oh, his father's going to get his soul back. And then, something's going to happen either in this movie or the next where he kills his father. And like that storyline will still play out, but now it's kind of like, well, I guess he's just dead. I mean, yeah,
1: they didn't, it seems with his sister, they pushed more on the, like, she's kind of has the same mentality of, she wants to run her own empire type thing. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, with maybe they'll come back and maybe there's some grudge of like, you killed dad, but like, I didn't really get any of that. It was just kind of like, Now that kind of frees me up to go run my empire.
2: Yeah. And I could see, I could see that being the thing, right? Like she, she becomes a villain Mm -hmm. because she's running this underground fight ring. Right. Yeah. But I guess for this, (laughs) we'll, we'll, (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll hit the, uh, the end of this movie really quick. Um, Basically dad goes crazy, puts on his rings because of the only things that can break open the dragon scale cover that's blocking this demon in. Mm -hmm. Everybody else gets dragon scale armor and dragon scale weapons, which was like, Oh, this is cool. Um, And then it didn't seem to matter. (laughs) Like in the, in the big fight between the 10 rings army and this army of, Villagers defending this place with their dragon weapons and stuff. It seemed like some of them were still getting taken out yeah. by the Ten Rings army. Mm-hmm. But it was like, well, isn't the whole point that you guys have like dragon scale weapons and dragon scale armor and it's like the toughest stuff in the universe? Like. How are you losing to some shock batons? Yeah.
1: Some of that kind of felt rushed. Yeah. Bit. Could have been. It's almost like should they could have cut out some of the middle of the second act of the film and put a little bit more effort into the third. Yeah, um, yeah, because it was cool to see on the big screen. Like seeing this oh, on yeah, a big definitely. screen was really fun. But again, this kind of goes back to my point. Like the slow mo, like close up things was a little like, did I really need to see that there? Like was it <laughs> because they just didn't do a lot with the tin rings. So it still felt like this whole last like five minutes or less or however long it was like felt so rushed where you see like a couple of newish things with the rings, but nothing to really like jump out. But like that was cool.
2: Right. Well, that was one of the big notes that I had was that Shang-Chi gets the rings and then immediately knows how to use them in all these (laughs) fantastical ways that his dad didn't know. Like all all his dad did was punch people with them, pretty much shoot them like a gun Mm -hmm. and he kamehameha with them one time <laughs> then you get shang chi who immediately knows how to kamehameha then he immediately knows how to like have them float around him in all these cool shapes he runs on them he uses them to like latch on to things mm-hmm. he climbs with them he like it's like how does he know yeah. how to do like, all this stuff with these rings that he's we're going never straight back before. into
1: like dragon ball z it's like it's like he instantly <laughs> went super saiyan oh, like, yeah like there was no he was even gold right <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: there's been a lot of anime talk on this podcast for the last two episodes,
3: <laughs> yeah, so
1: yeah, I may have to go get an account and watch dVZ again because yeah, like that whole moment, I was just like, why are they someone has to go make a proper Dragon Ball Z movie now, like that was so cool, anyway.
2: I think they're gonna leave that stuff to to Netflix <laughs> <laughs> maybe.
1: Well, we'll see how...
0: Well, Netflix messed up Death Note.
2: <laughs> True, but then they redeemed it with the Veroni Kinchin. Uh, Those movies are really good. I, mean, I don't know. Bleach <laughs> was
1: like... Well, well, let's just wait and see how Cowboy Bebop does. <laughs> yeah. And Gundam, because they're getting live-action oh, Gundam, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, doing live-action Gundam. So, um,
2: That's already a thing. Yeah. Japan has live-action Gundams that walk around and do stuff right now. So...
1: so <laughs> classic save the day save the universe save the world mm. now let's go back to a bar and catch your friends up and then get <laughs> intro to wong again who's like i need you both yeah. of you let's go
2: yeah and what's crazy is uh so he he comes they're both like well i guess we gotta go and they leave with him and i was like what a cool way to end this movie and in my mind the the uh post-credit scene would have something to do with the next movie that's coming out because mm-hmm. that's Ninety percent of the time, how post credit scenes work right. is they're they're teasing the next movie. Well, we get to the post credit scene, and it's them with Wong mm-hmm. talking to Rhodey and uh, Carol. Right? No, Bruce. no, not Rhodey. Yes, Bruce and Carol, and they're looking at one of the rings, trying to figure out what it is. Yeah. A. Bruce looks like he's 80 years old. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? He's got, like, gray hair. Mm-hmm. His arm's in a sling. Still. Mm-hmm. Still, right. But, like, I was like, how old is he? How long? How much time has passed for Bruce Banner? Why does he look like ancient wise man? hmm I was so confused. Carol looks relatively the same, though, as we've seen her. Much better. I think they, like they like haircut. restyled her hair <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but that was about it yeah and so it ended and i was like this was the post credit scene you didn't really tease anything like again At knowing in- the movies that are lined up i feel like they didn't tease any of the movies that are lined up unless this is an eternals tease and again i'm just not really excited for it so like maybe like that's where the 10 rings come from the Eternals and that's going to come in that movie or something, but Yeah,
1: I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I guess the, the, the biggest notes is like they're sticking with the Russo brothers wishes. Like it's a permanent injury. So mm-hmm. we'll carry on that. But why was he not like the combined form where he was? Yeah. So Smart we'll Hulk. probably yeah. get that in like she Hulk, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, like, the whole Carol Danvers moment was rushed and weird and, like, awkward.
0: I do have a theory <laughs> as to why it happened, though.
1: Why is that? What's Which
0: is, uh, the director of this film directed, uh, movies with her in it mm-hmm. before, uh, Short Term 12 mm-hmm. and The Glass Castle, so I think he just wanted her back because they had this relationship. Yeah. And so, like, she, I agree, she wasn't, like, the obvious choice to be the one, like, investigating mm. what was happening. But I think it's just like, oh, it'd be a fun thing to have Brie Larson back with this director. Mm
1: -hmm. That's very common.
2: My biggest problem with with Carol Danvers' character is that she... I get it, right? She's in charge of protecting the universe. So she's got a lot of stuff to do. But it's like, apart from her movie, every time we see her, she shows up. For a small amount of time and then is like, well, sorry guys, gotta go, and she leaves. And it's like, what is this character that just like pops in and pops out whenever they feel like <laughs> throwing her in the movie?
0: Irresponsible. <laughs>
1: yeah, um it, it does make sense. I mean, with her and her abilities and the fact that she's been all over the universe, that's the only thing that that's the glue. It's like, have you seen something like this before? Can you basically intro us to someone? Mm-hmm. So that's like her whole Purpose now it seems, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um,
2: but then no, she couldn't. She was just yeah. like, "Nah, I don't know what it is." I can't. <laughs> oh, sorry, got <laughs> to. Did we this. not get
1: two <laughs> extra credit scenes? Was the the setup for the sister taking over the Tin Rings Palace? Was that at the very end, or was that the other credit?
0: Yeah, that was at the that was at the very very end. And people, I noticed people were leaving in my theater after the first stinger, and I was like, "Do y'all not know how this works?"
1: <laughs> what was the other one you gotta wait. I
0: can't remember um, well I
2: will say that I feel like the last probably five movies or at least five before uh Black Widow which I don't think Black Widow had two I think it only had one but I feel like they switched to doing that where like at the end of the main credit scene they would do a scene and then there wasn't anything after everything else so it was interesting that they brought that back and threw in a two now, end credit scene. The
1: second credit scene was the sister um, taking over the her home.
0: Did it start the credits before uh, the karaoke scene with Wong?
1: No, the, the, no, the, mid, right the mid-credit that. scene was they were reviewing the ring, and they were just like, you're there's complain about being tired and he's like, you should go get some rest because <laughs> you're in this whole new world now. Mm. And it's just like, it was like, yeah, we could go to sleep or <laughs> <laughs> which the two karaoke things were like fantastic. But yeah, then, then the actual like post credit scene was setting it up for, um, Xiling, Xiling, Xiling. Um, Taken over with oh, with but, all the graffiti. The that
0: we thought was Shaolin.
2: Yeah. i don't, yeah. Uh, yeah. Shelling.
1: Listeners, apologize we butchered names, but we're I, we're trying. We're trying here. So, um I really listeners, I have to go. So we'll wrap up. Um Yeah. Overall, like little moments that I was kinda like thought were cheesy. But I mean you kinda get it with some of this territory, like they're gonna put some cheesiest mm-hmm. things in. Um, could have like maybe tightened the script up a little bit, shortened the film, or maybe kind of did a little bit more in depth on things. But overall, mm. really fun origin story, good setup. I'm ready. For What's more. your rating? What
2: would you rate it uh, on whatever scale you choose?
1: You know, if we're, uh, I guess in this case, I don't know. Keep, I, I saw something interesting earlier about um changing up rating scales from like a letter grade and i I get the point so we'll go we can go five star and go that route i would give this like four and a half i i really enjoyed this i thought the acting was solid the casting was solid there's a few little things i think could have been removed or or changed slightly in this film to just make it really even better but yeah four and a half for sure
2: i'm in the same boat I was gonna give it nine out of ten rings and, <laughs> Put it in that sorry <laughs> and 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 the same for the exact same reason that I feel like there were a couple like tiny things that they could have changed to make it ten out of ten, but i I don't know that it necessarily needs it it I think it can stand by itself, so how about you, elisa
0: um I guess my strongest criticism with this movie would be that it felt like fully a third of this movie was flashbacks, and not all of them felt, like, super necessary. I felt like they could have more sketched in or hinted at what had happened in Shang-Chi's past, and we we would have gotten it. We would have been totally fine understanding his family situation and understanding his dad, but no, they went all in on the flashbacks. There was tons of them I and mean, they were they were well done scenes but you guys were talking about the length of the movie and it wasn't that i felt that it was too long i thought that they took up space that could have been reallocated to other things um like one thing that i felt like was supposed to be or maybe more hinted at in the movie was uh that Katie is now, unfortunately, attracted to Shang-Chi. Nah. She spent all these years just being his friend, but then she saw him with a shirt off and was like, oh. <laughs> and so that's something I think that they could have like played with more. Like, maybe she's now suddenly and uncomfortably interested in him. But we could, there's too many flashbacks. We could do all these flashbacks. <laughs> um, and just my favorite Element of this movie was Wenwu, his dad. That was such a fascinating character to me. That he spent like millennia mm-hmm. being basically like this evil conqueror, and he just falls in love and gives it all up. And <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. she's like, and "I'll then, just put this away in the box." And then <laughs> is solely
0: motivated to like return to his old ways to get her back. I thought yeah. that was great. And mm-hmm. uh, was Tony Leung Leung uh, was the one who's played him. Mm-hmm. Who's like this iconic uh actor who's done all these other films but this is his first film in english after all these years even though he Didn't could always speak it and this is the first time they've put him yeah, in that's English crazy. Movie. That's really cool. yeah um so thought he was great uh i would give it 4.1 avocados out of 5 <laughs>
2: <laughs> well we definitely suggest if you haven't already <laughs> seen it to go see it and also what are you doing listening to this before you see the movie go see yeah. the movie <laughs> Uh, (laughs) um so definitely if you're not already a patreon subscriber consider subscribing because you are going to get this entire episode um if you're not you're getting we're still going to give you the episode but we'll probably cut it down a little bit so (laughs) if you want that missed content uh go join our patreon definitely let us know what you think leave us reviews you can write to us stuff on social media. You can leave your reviews anywhere you listen to this podcast where they allow you to leave reviews (laughs) and don't forget in let's see, I guess, well, it's like five days if you're a (laughs) Patreon subscriber and it's two days away if you're a normal listener. Uh, So don't miss our next episode of what if, because I think it's going to be a doozy. (laughs) so
0: ma'am
2: <laughs> uh, I guess we'll have a, a quick send out um, what's something that Sonic has says he likes rings chili dogs I don't know all right that <laughs> does Sonic. it for this week looks- <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see you all next week uh, or in a couple days for what if bye bye okay. to look up something that Sonic says right oh, there.
1: Well we could have did favorite. <laughs> What's your go-to karaoke
2: song? Uh, Ooh, alright. <laughs> bonus. Bonus content.
0: <laughs> bonus content right now. Uh,
2: mine is uh Ice Ice Baby. That's my... <laughs> I always enjoyed doing that. So, <laughs> learn a little bit about your host.
0: <laughs> you go, Luke. I'm still thinking.
1: I don't know. This is, this is a tough one. Um, I don't Oof. think I could do karaoke solo. That's the thing. <laughs> Is If I was a group of people, it'd probably be like Backstreet Boys. I want it that way.
2: <laughs> solid choice. <laughs> solid choice.
0: And I think I'm in a place now that I'd be torn between either doing Good Morning Baltimore from the musical Hairspray. Or doing uh, Jose Cuervo, the old, <laughs> the old country song by Shelly Woods.
2: That would be, t- I feel like that's two completely different karaoke uh, Yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: it's different groups of friends, for sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> all right, well, there's some bonus content for everybody. I'll leave that in for You're everybody You're welcome, to Patreon. <laughs> See you all next week. Bye,